Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Sacre. I'm pretty much the monkey with the bone. The red light is on. I have my double espresso and Rob's in his closet. That means it's time to podcast, Rob. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to come out the closet? No, stay in the closet, please. <laughs> can you, listen, before we do anything, can you paint a verbal picture of your closet? Because I've, I've been to your house. It's not a small house. Now, I didn't make it into the podcast studio slash closet, but okay. uh, what are we doing? What's the size we're dealing with in there? Um, I'd say... If you're doing measurements, about uh, eight feet by five feet. What is that about? I was thinking, I was thinking big enough to have like a table in there. I was thinking like a big woman's closet. That's a modest closet. I was thinking huge. I was thinking like a place where you could sit down and tie your shoes, kind of deal. Like a chair. Anytime you have a chair in a closet, you're bald. Well, I have, I have a big gun safe. Okay. Are you sitting? So I can't sit. I my chair where my chair would be is a gun safe. Okay. Are you sitting? But you're not sitting on the gun safe. No, I'm not sitting on the gun safe. I am not. I'm sitting on the floor. But just in case a a big fan of the podcast rushes into your studio, you're you're ready to go. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Speaking of, that happened to me like maybe four or five days ago. You got attacked by a rabid. No, I, so I thought I was on the fugitive. I swear. <laughs> At home, please. I swear. I please, know. please give us details immediately. So it's the end of the night. It's about eight o'clock at night, and I, you know, where I live. I'm out in the country. Yeah, you're up there. Yeah. So I'm just about to settle down, about to smoke my cigar for the night, relax. You know, get in a, just to relax. Kids are in bed. Everything is cool. I had a nice fire. It's a real cool vibe. All of a sudden, I hear, and I'm thinking it's the washer and dryer. So I go to my washer and dryer, my laundry room, and I look, and there's a helicopter over my house and in my yard with a spotlight. Now, I'm used to that in L.A., but in Spokane, where I live, I am not used to that. And I'm seeing a helicopter with a spotlight in my neighborhood. All of a sudden, I'm just 100. I just go fugitive. There's a fugitive running around for sure. And I that's all you think, right? Yeah. Did you run to the gun safe? Yes, I am not gonna lie. And I ran to the basement, checked all the corners. Like I was just thinking, someone's in my house. You got to secure the someone. Oh, 100. And then my old deaf dog. I. I'm thinking I'm going to bring him to like, if he's going to like Louie, I'm thinking Louie's going to alert me or something. All 25 pounds, all 25 pounds of Louie. Well, just let me know where the, where, let me know where he's at. That's okay. all I want to know. 
his deaf ass can't find anybody. He doesn't even care. So I'm like, okay, no one's in my house. So that was my little like high note for my week. Did you figure out what happened or did you just retire yeah. with this gar and call it good? I just retired. Kids are safe. They're in my bed. No one's slitting my throat tonight. So I was cool. I just went back to bed. Wow. Well, I'm happy you're alive. I hope they found the fugitive. I gotta, I, yeah. I got to look into that. That's not a normal thing for helicopters to be cruising around. North that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. And it was flying all throughout the neighborhood and whatnot. I was but like, we gotta this get you to cool. We got to get you to fire up maybe a little local news and figure out what happened. No, they couldn't handle me on local news. <laughs> maybe not. Hey, a uh, couple of things off the top here. Uh, very excited with uh, all the feedback we've gotten. Constructive criticism. We're not afraid of it. No. Throw it our way. As long it as it only makes us tougher. As long as you're clicking that uh, listen button, downloading, subscribing, it's all gravy, baby. Uh, the trajectory is strong. The uh, the powers that be a believer happy with us. Can you believe that, Rob? Uh, someone's finally happy with us. The powers that be are very happy with us. Uh, we have uh, some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't want to name names, but some big interviews were lining up when I'm uh, in Spokane. We're going to knock out a – Rob and I are going to put – we're going to go to work. We're going to roll up our yes. sleeves and do a day-long interview fest of uh, Zag greats. On another – I know this is off topic. Yeah, what's up? And I don't mean to cut you off. No, please do. But when are you moving up here? <laughs> Dude, I can't. I've already had two stints in Spokane. I don't know if I I've know got you a third do. in there. Well, no, you do because I was just looking up San Francisco. You guys have an app that you can download called the, the Snap Crap. Yep. I, you know about this? I have it, bro. You can, there's no way. Yeah, you can track fecal matter all around you, and it is alarming how much fecal matter, human fecal matter, is in the streets of San Francisco, but particularly an area of town no. called Soma, South of Market, which is where I'm talking to you right now. No, you're not. Yeah, dude. It's seriously like a third world country, how much human feces is on the streets of San Francisco. Beautiful. See, town. Beautiful town. I know I, we don't have that problem in Spokane. <laughs> no, you like, don't. I, I have to worry about horse poop occasionally, but human feces on the streets of a major city that's not really what I'm, I'm used to. Listen, Rob, I, and I think a lot of people who went to Gonzaga and then moved away will agree with me. Spokane is a special, special place, and it's always going to be my second home. Spokane. Living, a living away from Spokane makes me appreciate the Lilac City so much more, so that when I go and visit, it's a that, real magical time. Does that make sense? That, no, I, I get it. I completely get it. And it's, it, it's, you just, it's, it's, you need to get out to enjoy it when you come back. Right. Oh yeah. I'm going to get, when you're, when you're living there, it turns into, you know, the nine of it's, it's like my analogy with snow living in snow sucks. Visiting snow is awesome, but getting up and going to work in snow is terrible. And it really is, that's, that's what it boils down to. I can't stand well, the snow. I'll be it's honest. It's like, no, well, it's like 25 degrees outside right now. It's so cold. I had lumps missing from one part of my body and they ended up in my throat. Wait a minute. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, exactly. What part of the body were you missing your lumps? I, ah, I'm just saying what? I missed some lumps in one part of the body and they went, ended up in my throat. It's oh, so cold. It, Rob, maybe it's, it's time to go so check a doctor. That's not normal. <laughs> lumps moving around. Hey, uh, you know where it's not cold, brother? 
the Bahamas. The Bahamas. Oh my, we got that together. Yeah, yeah, Bahamas. Hey, listen, I got an. I got. <laughs> I'm gonna come clean to you and all the listeners. Uh, the last game the Zags played on Saturday. Yes, I did not watch one possession. Here's why. Here's oh, why. Okay. And if we're gonna pick a fight with somebody, it's gonna be the West Coast Conference because boy, oh boy, does their streaming service suck. That's the only way you can watch that game out of market. They're small games that, you know, our buddy Heister, Dickow, and Big Sexy do. Right. If you're right. out of market, okay. if, you're out of the, if you're out of the Northwest, the only way you can watch it is on WCC.TV. And the first couple games was great. And then I think the secret got out to Zag fans that you could watch those games. And, and it, was, it was overload. It was awful. Couldn't even – couldn't do it. So – Really? It just – was it like just – pausing or exactly. like yeah 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 the stream you know how streaming's so great right now it, it felt like i was in 2005 watching a stream game like the streaming was so bad you were you, in 2005 you were not streaming games i no, know I that for a fa- no, I, I know that for a fact i wasn't i was doing a lot of other bad things okay let's get okay. back to the bahamas right back, now back to the bahamas four o'clock tip off tomorrow uh we got southern miss in a tournament that includes, you know, North Carolina, Michigan, Oregon, Seton Hall. As far as the draw, I think they gave us the most respect. I mean, Oregon, Seton Hall, if we win, is, is tough. But I, if you had told me the teams, you know, six months ago, I would have guessed for sure North Carolina is playing Southern Miss out the gate. The fact that we got Southern Miss, I think, is a sign of respect. Where do you stand oh. on that? Uh, you know what? I'm happy with that. Uh, here's a little random fact. What Hall of Famer went to Southern Miss? Any sport? Uh, number 80? Brett Favre. Oh, I'm thinking Mississippi Valley State for Jerry. Yeah. Brett Favre. Brett. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a gunslinging team. So, I'm not really – I don't know much about this upcoming team with the Southern Miss. But Finally, some honesty. I love that. Me neither. Yes. I don't, I don't know one thing. I really don't. It's Southern <laughs> Miss. Um, but you got to – if they're in this tournament, you know they're, they're a competitor. And yeah. we, can't, we, can't, we can't just underestimate what they're going to bring to the table. So Four o'clock tip-off tomorrow, my man. Uh, it's gonna. Are you gonna be there? Are you ready? I yeah. I'll, I, I'm gonna be ready with a cocktail in hand. My concern for you is now that you're again back in America and you're watching like every zag possession of the season. Yes. Do you have a, a routine in place? Do you have an idea as to how you're gonna enjoy this game? Are you gonna? Have so it's all very. If if it's if it's home, I'm different, right? I'm moving in and shaking. And yeah, I'm yeah. You're working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but. If it's at, at home and I can watch the game where they're playing away, would I have a cocktail? What? Here's my question. Are you talking about if I would have a cocktail at my house or at a restaurant? Watching well, the I don't be both. So tomorrow's Wednesday. It's, the, it's, I mean, it's a busy bar night. I don't see you going out tomorrow. No, night. I don't. I don't I'm see not you, going out. Are you going to leave the house at all to watch the game? Nah, I'll watch it at the crib. Are you going to have no, people I- over? Nah, I like to just watch it, sit back, relax at the crib. No, no stress. The only stress is my kids running around, try, so I can focus on the game. But that's if that's my stress, it's first world problems. You dig? I'm excited for you to get stressed out watching these games because I do think it's different. I mean, granted, I never played in these games, but wouldn't you agree? Watching is way more stressful than participating. The national, well, the national final game when we lost. Yeah, 
I was what 30 45 30 minutes late for practice oh really you were watching the game in Japan oh no no I wouldn't say I was even that late I might have been I would say five minutes late 10 minutes late just for the fact I was watching the game it was 10 a.m we had a practice I remember we had film session but I'm like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity I gotta watch these zags you know so listen I mean I'm if I'm a betting man I'm guessing you're gonna have a cocktail at four o'clock tomorrow for tip-off probably like 4 15 because the tournament games are always a nightmare scheduling so if we win we play at one o'clock and then if we win that game in the championship we're playing 11 a.m friday most likely against north carolina my question to you is factor in the fact that it's black friday okay holiday season thanksgiving week is chaos and drinking at all hours of the day is socially acceptable it's acceptable it's totally acceptable so but it, what you drink, I'm going to judge you on. So 11 a.m. Friday, if we're in the Bahamas Natty against North Carolina, my go-to beverage is not a bloody. I'm not a bloody guy. Ugh. It's not a mimosa because I'm, I'm a grown-up man. Correct. I'm going to go Irish coffee for my 11 a.m. North Carolina game. Are you Ooh, drinking some, at 11 a.m.? With some Baileys? With 100% with some Baileys. Not too much, though, because i got to watch the figure. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. Go. I get you. So if we are in the Bahamas, are you saying in the Bahamas or here? Here. At home. You're nestled up in your So crib. I was able to find a couple of years ago this Southern Comfort eggnog. Ooh. But it's just eggnog. But then you have to go buy the Southern Comfort and oh, add what? it to Oh yeah. It's made for Southern Comfort. Okay. I'm not a plain Southern comfort guy, Okay, but if I was going to have a drink at 11 on a cold day like it is today and watch a game, I'm not saying drink before games, but if I'm, a, am I, if I'm watching the game, I'm going to definitely have one of those nice eggnog Southern comfort. Good for you, man. Are you an eggnog guy? Through I am, and I, I can drink some eggnog. Bro, I'm so happy to hear that because I – if I, if I ruled the world, eggnog would not be seasonal. Eggnog would be okay to drink year-round. How's that sound? And then we add some Southern Comfort. We're living, I, baby. I add a little SoCo in there. So one thing I'm concerned about, and this is definitely going to add to your stress, I'm sure. And uh, you know who brought this to my attention was our good buddy from the Scores Ag Score podcast. Have you listened to that at all? I have not. I'm sorry. He's a little bit different than us. He uh, is not one to – Talk about drinking at 11 a.m. He's, he's a little more analytical. But he tweeted out a pretty good stat, and I updated it. Right now, we are shooting from the line 65.9%, which is good enough for 262nd in the country. I'm hoping that doesn't come back to cost us one or two games this weekend. Because I, I, I don't know about you. I think we're playing close basketball games this week. I have a feeling we're going to be in some – real nail biters at the end of the at the especially at the end of the week but you know pressure makes diamonds pressure makes diamonds talk to them talk to them yeah it it ain't breaking these pipes we'll be all right not these pipes pressure ain't gonna pop these pipes they're gonna make these diamonds that's for damn sure so I, i think we'll be all right we'll knock them down we just we've been working on them we're gonna keep improving it's there's only one way to go from here is that's up Hey, big, up. 
biggest free throws in your playing career at, at any level? Can you remember? High school. High school. Thank so, you. go ahead. Yes. So we play um, nationals, which is they have the best players from each province get on one team on a provincial team. Sure. And each provincial team plays each other for nationals. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like AAU, but with some structure, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get all your best players out of the state, and we all place each other for national. I think there's, tw what, 12 teams? You add a couple territories here and there, so maybe 12 teams in that. Mm -hmm. And we are in the final game, and BC, British Columbia, always loses to Ontario. And We were playing Corey Joseph's team. Yeah. And he was plumbing from Ontario, and we always kept losing to Ontario. That, that, those are the two biggest rivals. It's like East New York versus uh, L.A. It's yeah. just that type of rivalry. You was, know, Pangos, was Pangos playing for Ontario at that point? He was so young. Oh, okay. He was so young. It okay. was at home in Vancouver, Simon Fraser University, mm -hmm. with, I want to say, 30 seconds left. I got fouled. We were down two. I missed my first one. Oh boy. Well, I missed my, for the national championship game. <laughs> was it like not even close? Clank, clank. I, I made the, I was, no, it was just, it was a hit back rim. From then on, I told myself I'd never be a poor free throw shooter ever again. Look at you, man. I, a couple of years ago, uh, made a bet with some coworkers. This is, uh, I think 2014, whenever the Clippers were making their run and um, DeAndre was getting fouled, mm -hmm. or and he was shooting like something abysmal, like 40%. And I made a bet that I could shoot and make six out of 10 free throws. I okay. went, oh, I went over 12. I went over 10, and then they decided to keep going until I made one. So I made one of my 13th. But the, we're gonna move on from that. I, I was just gonna say <laughs> one thing: the worst thing about shooting free throws is. Not when it's super loud. It's it's not when it's super loud. You remember um, Happy Gilmore? Sure. Where he's he's hitting, and all of a sudden that guy goes, "Hey jackass!" Uh -huh. Hey hey jackass! Well, when you're shooting free throws and it's dead silent, and all of a sudden there's just that one person yes. that just that throws you off. Okay, so it's tougher to shoot free throws at home in a big situation when everyone's dead silent and then, like, there's a couple of away fans screaming kind of thing. Yeah, well, not even – but it's just the random, like, you suck! Or, you know, just that random, like, just out of nowhere, that will throw you off completely. But when, it's super when it's super loud, you can kind of tune it all out. We need to address something, Rob. Okay. We – I don't know how else to describe it. We cursed Corey. Corey was averaging just under 20 a game over the first three games. When we had our first podcast, we said he was going to average a triple-double. He's now averaging just over three points over the last three games. He's a combined three for 24 since episode one. Now, that, that ain't on us. No. That's not don't on us? That, okay. Don't put that on us. Okay. Don't put that on us. Because then when people have bad games, they're going to be blaming it on us. Okay. I just like want to say. Like a Madden curse or something. Nah. We, they want to be on this show. We're not going to. No, don't put that on us, Ricky Bobby. Okay. The same span, though. Drew Timmy 
the guy who looks like he hangs out at a tattoo parlor but doesn't actually have any tattoos, <laughs> he's averaging 9.3 points per game. I just wanted to throw that in there. He's a stud. Okay, so you're confident that we haven't cursed Corey because I've heard otherwise. I've no, heard that we've I, absolutely cursed Corey. No, I just think he just needs to go and attack the hoop and go get fouled. Go get, go get your ass fouled so you can see some, like, uh, go to the free throw line and knock those down so you can see the ball go through the hoop. He just needs to attack the hoop. Like, if you, I had a coach tell me, if you're settling for jumpers, you know, and you're not the aggressor. You need to be aggressive and go attack that basket and go dunk on somebody or just go get fouled. So then he, can, he, he, he has that aggression in it, and he's aggressive, and it's going towards the hoop, you know? I got a question, and listen, it's it's 2019, and we're both secure adult males. Oh it, boy, Corey's the best looking guy on the team, right? Is that hands down? I don't see where are we going with this. Where are we? I just Corey's need to know best. where are we going with. Hey this? man, it's a yes or no question. Is he the best looking guy on the team? I, I, and if you say, if you say no, there's obviously going to be a follow up answer or a follow up question. I know there is. There's no win for me on this. There's not. There's there, not. there is no win. Should we do um, like a boy band, top five boy band of the Zags? Oh, yes. We got, we have good ones on there. I would say Corey should be a like lead singer of a boy band. Dude, that is a really good one. Starting five, Zag boy band, all boy band group. Oh, Matt's on there for sure. Matt B is certainly on there. He was just waiting for us to mention his name, and there it is. He's definitely going to be on there. <laughs> I wouldn't say Pangos is on there. No question. Oh, no question. I think uh, Josh, Josh, just the way Josh carries himself, he's a boy band kind of guy. We can wait for another yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, wait yeah. for another episode. We can't go. I just think Corey probably should be a part of a boy band with his looks. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, if Corey continues to play poorly in this tournament, then I think it's clear we cursed him and we have to reverse the curse. So I won't do it now, but I have insults prepared for next week if he's playing bad. I have Corey Kispert insults, and I'm pulling no punches. I'm going to be so very you're just neat. You're just going to kick him while he's down. No, I'm going to reverse the curse, Rob. There's a very big difference. I'm going to reverse curse. So, so give me a, uh, uh, just a little bit. Okay, I will. Corey had a 3.96 high school GPA, which means he's a nerd and nerds can't play basketball. <laughs> Boom. Reverse curse. I heard something. What'd you hear? There's a term called NARP. Okay. You know what a NARP is? I don't. Is that like a thought? It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, but not really. By the it's way, a, every time every, – I didn't know what a thought was until like a week ago. I have to Google all these things, all these acronyms that the kids throw out. I, I'm with you too, man. I yeah. don't know what's cool anymore. I yeah. really don't. I just wear tall tees still. Um, but going back, NARP is a non-athletic regular person. Okay. Are you calling a me a NARP? NARP? Maybe. <laughs> You're not not calling me a NARP. Maybe you are. I know Bart is for damn sure a NARP. Okay. There's a lot of NARPs listening to this podcast. The, the, the biggest fans are probably NARPs, and that's fine. Correct. Correct. Yes, that is just fine. Are you calling Corey a, a NARP? Is that where you're going with this? Because that's no. meaner than calling him a NARP. No. No, I am not. I'm just going on. I'm just saying NARPs usually 
like to rip on athletes a little bit more than other people. A hundred percent. Just when you, when you, you're calling him a nerd, you're a NARP. Okay. 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 Hey, listen, I'm just trying to reverse the curse. And if it means insulting Corey, then I'm, he's a nerd. 3.96 high school GPA. What was your high school GPA? Well, let's move on to another. Okay, moving on. Hey, you know who's not a NARP? Who? This dude, Darnell Rogers, the point guard for UMBC. Oh, so you need to hold me back because I'm about to go on a little rant. Please do. But because I watched him play, yeah. and he's five two, plays for UMBC, five two, and he's their leading scorer, averaging just fourteen points a game. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear anybody ever tell me, oh, if I only had your height, I'd be in the NBA. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. I'm sorry. I ran it. I'm going on a little bit of a rant because this dude shows you can do anything if you put your mind to it, and he's killing the game at 5'2". And I don't want to hear people with their excuses saying, well, I'm, I just never had the athletic ability or uh, those are always those are the people who just don't want to work hard. And looking at that guy and that kid, how he works and what effort he puts in and just I, I commend him because being 5'2 in this game ain't easy. And I, I, don't, I sure in hell don't know what it feels like. But to see how he played and carries his team around that was awesome. It was really cool to see him in this uh, weekend watching him UMBC. It's crazy. Five foot two is short on the street. It's it's alarmingly small on a Division one basketball court. Uh, so Google him, Darnell Rogers, UMBC, five foot two. I have a I have some thoughts that may not be what you would call PC. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. I'm honestly just being, I'm honestly asking questions. But How do we, oh boy. We're going down this road. Now we have to do it because just alluding to it is even worse than mentioning it. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be as PC as possible. But when you look at him and you see his dimensions, does he look like a little person to you? Does he look like a really big No, person? no, I am not going down this road. You're not I've, I am not taking this bait. I I have a good story about that, but I cannot Off the podcast. Oh please. I I really want I, I really want to go to yeah. We cannot talk about this right now. Okay, Thanks, fair Kurt. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All I mean, all due respect to wherever respect is is warranted for this one. I know where you're going and I love it, but I cannot touch okay. this. One. I, I cannot. I just think he's a real – I don't think he's a – He's a – no, he is a built. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. He is, he is a ball of muscle. You, so I think he might be not a small person, but a big little person if you're, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Mm. And that's mm. where this conversation ends? Yes. You got nothing there? Yes. I am not touching that with a 10-foot pole, but The St. Joe's mascot is getting a lot of pub. Yes, because have you ever watched one of their games? I have. I've seen uh, – I mean, granted, I don't watch a ton of A-10 basketball, but I've definitely seen the Hawk flap his wings. It's uh, 3,500 times a game. The On average? I don't, yeah, 3,500 times a game average. I don't want to say man or woman, but if you don't know, uh, the St. Joe's Hawk flaps his wing the entire game. Entire game. And uh, – and they get a scholarship, I believe. They do. You get a scholarship. The mascot, they have like, a, it's a big deal at St. Joe's. You got to like audition for it. And then there's an interview process. And if you get it, good news, 
you get a free year of school and you're like part of the basketball team. You get all the benefits of being a basketball player. Bad really? is you're arguably working harder during the games than the basketball players. 100%. Could you imagine you what their that? traps? What is, what is, whoever is in there, what do their traps look like? Like a god. Like, I, I just, you have no neck. I just picture no neck. Like, just, you're just flapping your arms the whole time. There, I don't think there's anything more impressive than that at a basketball game. And just, I, I'd be sweating like crazy just so, in that hot suit. Too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. In like a humid basketball gym. Not oh, smelly oh, stuff. No question. No question at one, all. One time at our uh, house on mission, we came home after a big win. And for some reason, Spike was there. And Spike, the whatever college student was in Spike, and when we were college students too, was totally in character and never took the helmet off. And was Shut like, up. Yeah, it was really cool. He was like playing beer pong with us as well as Spike. No way. Yeah, dude. I don't remember what game it was, but uh, hats off to whoever that was. Like, It would have ruined it if the dude at one point took the hat off. You know? Just a bunch of furries running around. Just a whoa, bro. <laughs> That, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a very fun night and he made it especially fun or she, I don't know. I don't know who's in that costume. I, I don't either. I have no idea. That Gonzaga's really good at not letting you know who is in there. Ever, ever. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I, I'm sure they've come to me before. and said, I'm sure I'm, we know them. Yeah. It's a small school. It is. That's, it really I, is. I love that. That's a mystery. Uh, so I looked, <laughs> I looked it up. The record for pushups by an Oregon duck in a game is 357 when they scored 66 points against Nickel State in 2013. What would be tougher? 357 push-ups in the span of three hours or flapping your arms 3,500 times like the St. Joe's Hawk? Push-ups. Really? Push because um, my the year I broke my foot, my sophomore year, yeah. we, had a little, we had a little trainer, a manager named Bubba. Oh, Bubba yeah. Filios. Yeah. So anytime I cussed, I had to do, was it 25 or 50 push-ups? And it ended up, I ended up doing like 500 push-ups at practice because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't do anything else. So he wanted to find a reason for me to work out. So anytime I cussed, he made me do like 25 to 50 push-ups. You're, you're not built for push-ups. You crazy? I do 100 push-ups every day. You must do be you? high. Yeah. Well, listen, generally seven-footers aren't great at push-ups. So, you I mean, must be high. I do, I do 100 push-ups every night. You think it, that's all you need. It takes for about five minutes, ten minutes a day. Would it, be, would it be good radio if I had you do 100 push-ups right now? No. Probably not. It would not. not be. It would be a lot Definitely. of heavy, breath, heavy breathing and me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it right there. I, uh, listen, I will tell you one time I challenged the Oregon duck to a push-up competition. How? Uh, I was at the PAC 12 and he came into the PAC 12 and he was doing his whole Oregon duck deal. And I challenged him and we were, we were cranking out some push-ups. I'm not, I'm not bad when it comes to the push-up game. I'm, I've been known to, to crank out some push-ups. So we were getting to, I, had, I don't know, like forties, fifties and the duck rope adopts me. He started like acting like he has, his arms were queasy, you know, 
and then, and, and, then, and then you just gave in to that? And then he switched over to one-handed push-ups and did like 10 more one-handed push-ups. And, what? And he, yeah, so like a standing ovation. All my coworkers shamed me. But if you're going to lose a push-up should. competition, if you're going to lose a push-up competition, might as well be the organ duck, man. How? His body's terrible. The, bo- <laughs> the duck's body is terrible. Yeah, he must have a terrible diet. If he's working out that much and his pecs are on point, all yeah. carbs, just all carbs. All carbs. It's a, it's like a, yeah, spare tire around that belly too. And I don't <laughs> think he wears pants. I think he's like Donald Duck. I don't think he's a pants guy. Who likes pants? I'm not. Are you wearing pants right now in your closet? I am. I need to wear pants. I am wearing pants. Yes, I am. All right. Well, that's our that's our pledge to each other. We're gonna wear because it's very easy. I'm in a booth right now, four foot by eight foot. It would be very right. easy for me to be not wearing clothes talking to you guys right now. Hey. All right. We got listen. We got children. On this, hey man, I know you want to get. I know you want to get a little risque and a little, you know, freaky. But let's stay on task here. I like to breathe. I like to breathe. I like to let (laughs) my lumps breathe. Like the Duluth commercials. Duluth. Have you have you not seen the Duluth commercials where they all talk about the breathing and the draws? All your draws are that your draws breathe. What kind of underwear are you wearing? All right, All we'll right. save that for another part. All right, yes. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Let's do some Sacre shout-outs. You have a very special one from across the Pacific Ocean, don't you? I have actually – I have a couple. Okay. So I have my two players. First player, I love him to death. I Get at me when you get this podcast is Dimitri Goodson. Oh, Meech, what a favorite. What an absolute fan favorite. You know, a forgotten zag, I feel, in the sense that people don't realize – how great of a player he was and what he did for the program when he, he, he brought us to the sweet 16. Sure did. Western Kentucky. What did that one? Biggest shot. One of the biggest shots of all time in our, in our tournament. Sure. He's the only guy to ever start an NT2A tournament basketball game and a BCS football game when for Baylor. Really? Only guy in history to ever do that. Are you serious? Yes. And now he will be because the BCS is dead. So he will be the only guy ever in athletics history to start an NC2A basketball game, which he started a bunch, and a BCS football game. I don't know what what big bowl game Baylor was in. I think it was when RG3 was there. You talk about a competitor. He was so fast, so strong. He would always, when we'd have these rebounding drills, he loved – to like, I would get boxed out by somebody, but he would love to blindside me with Ooh. a box out. Like, like NFL blindside, hit me as hard as he could. And then he would laugh. Just like he had this, you know, Meech's laugh. He had like love this sinister laugh. little like giggly laugh. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but he would like want to hit you so hard in rebounding drills. I'd be like, come on, Meech, chill but that was just how his nature was. He wanted to hit people, and he was super physical. And he was one of the fastest guys. I have a story where we had film or, like, team meal. And at the end of the team meal, they had some cookies. And I remember I wanted these cookies so bad. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want cookies? Exactly. I had these cookies, and I'm walking to my room. And all of a sudden, I hear, <laughs> and Pow! He smacks the cookies all up and out of my hands, all over the carpet Fight. in the hotel. I couldn't catch him. Oh, I couldn't catch him. He was so fast. 
I couldn't catch him. But, man, I wanted to just do a shout-out to my boy, Meech. Uh, it was awesome playing with that guy. It, just a great character on and off the court. I love that guy. Probably my one, other, of the best, one of the best athletes to ever come through, Gonzaga. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Just a, talk about a ball of muscle. That's what he was. Just throwing weight. He could lift anything. He's not like, a NARP. He's no NARP. Definitely not a NARP. Not a NARP at all. And then another shout-out is to my Japanese teammate. I uh, I played with my first year, Aki Chambers. Aki. Aki. Played at UC Mercer. You know where that is? I've heard of it, and I've always thought it sounds like a skin disease. <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I, well, when I – I know. I hear you. I hear you on that. And I gave him – I gave him shit all the time about it, but uh, Aki was a 3 and D guy. Played defense and loved to play defense. He would love to guard the best player over in Japan. Ooh. Where, yeah, he that was his, like, he didn't care how many points he scored as long as the other person didn't score any points. He was just happy. That's a good team. What a great teammate. And uh, I I played with him for just about six months, and he could knock down a three in the corner. Whenever you gave him a shot, he would knock it down. Go get those offensive re- – he just did all the good, dirty work you needed. And you could knock down big shots when you asked him to. So I give the shout-out to Aki. I called him liberal when I played with him because he never ate any meat. Ah. He only ate So I called him liberal. And then when he, he went to another team, he went to our rivals. Ooh. The Chiba Jets. Chiba Jet Sunrocker battles must have been epic. They really were. They really were. Well, I used to call him Judas. Yeah. That was his name. His sure. name was Judas all, the whole time. Anytime he, anytime he went to the free throw line, it was like, how much did they pay you, Judas? That's the whole time I was talking to him, the whole free throw. Judas, what does it feel like to betray somebody, Judas? What does it feel like the whole time? Then he gave me some free throws every time. And then my last shout out is to my little manager, Taiga. Yes. He was Taiga Okabe from Sunrockers. He's, he's, he's the current manager for the Sunrockers. Taiga. He is the current Taiga. He was I he was my my little protege. I was like his Yoda. He was my Skywalker. You were you were somebody's Yoda, not somebody's Chewy. No, I was Yoda. You were Yoda. Okay. Because he wanted to learn about American culture. Sure. So he's actually listening to this show, learning English. I don't know what type of English he's going to learn, but he's learning English because of this show right now. I love so, that. So yes. wait, last episode, you taught me how to say thank you. Yes. How do you say, how do you say lockdown defender in honor of both Meech and your other Japanese teammate? Hmm. You know what? I'll just say Sagoy. And that means Sagoy means great. Sagoy. Yeah, Sagoy. So I just wanted to do those shout outs, man. It was a great Sagoy shout out. Solid Sagoy shout out. Before, actually, let's get, what do you say we get right into starting five? Okay, let's do it. All time Gonzaga preseason wins, bro. All-time Gonzaga preseason wins, not regular season WCC wins, not tournament wins, not WCC tournament wins, preseason wins. My starter at point guard, 
I think has to be beating Duke last year, giving Duke their first loss of the season to win the Maui Invitational. I, that's a big one. That's a big one. I was going to say UConn my freshman year. Okay. UConn's on my list. UConn's my five. Okay. 85, 82. I actually, I actually, Rob, I have a tree for you. You do? I have the stats from that game. Would you like to know how many points you turned in? My freshman year? Your freshman year. Yep. Please, let me know. Nine points, four of four from the floor. One of three from the free throw line, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover. In how many? In 26 minutes. That's not a bad game. That's not a bad game for freshman Bobby off the bench. Now that I think about it, Gavin Edwards, who played for the Chiba Jets, was on that UConn team. Oh, now was that I think he? Of, yeah, it's just small world, baby. Basketball is real small. Pargo and Matt, uh, 23 and 19. Oh yeah. And Micah had 14 off the point off the bench. Really? Good old Micah. Yeah. Okay. Murder miss. My number two is beating uh, number two North Carolina in Madison Square Garden back in 2006. I was going to go with the same one. Oh, when you were, were you watching? Hansbor- Hansboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hansboro and uh, Brandon Knight. Ty-, Ty Lawson. Was Ty Lawson on that squad he as well? He might have been. He might have been. I believe so. That was and Heifel had eighteen. I think he was eighteen and eight. Yeah, that's in that what, game. Heifel was an absolute maniac. A, a monster. Heifel was a monster before yeah. things got psychedelic. Heifel was a monster. Let's just say that he was could fly. He could do anything that a guard could do. He, he was just he was awesome to play. Josh with, is a good dude. Also in Spokane, you probably run into him, huh? All the time, man. Yeah, all the time. One thing you take away when you watch the games from like 2004, 2005, 2006, one thing that stands out is how long everybody's shorts are. Past the knees long. It's it's weird now watching like today's basketball, how short and like it's... Do you like it? Are you into it? Is it your thing? I, I, I'm not going to say I'm into it. It just, it's, I'm not used to what, what's going on. Like I, you would have been made fun of. It's 100%. If you wore shorts like that when we were in school, no question they would have had some names for you. But Dude, now it's the, the it's the end thing. They make John Stockton shorts look long. I, I go to the gym now, and I wear, like, the same basketball shorts I've been wearing since college, and they're to my knees, and I feel like an old man because everyone else has the tight short shorts. You know what I mean? I feel like the loser wearing the long shorts. I don't know. What a I, world. I, is the jock strap back? <laughs> I'm not a jockstrap guy. I never. I'm not that. either. I didn't understand. But is it bad? I don't know. Is I don't that? Know. A, I don't know. I'm not spending a ton of time in high school, college locker rooms, so I can't I, tell you. I couldn't tell you either, to be honest with you. But do a little, do, why don't you do a little investigating? Get back to us. I'll, you know, I'll pass on that. I'll, you know, I'll pass on that. My number, my number three, is a combo deal beating OK State 2005 battle in Seattle, the bank shot by Morrison, just kind of because that shot's iconic. And I then, get it. And then how about this one? Beating OK State New Year's Eve 2012. So oh, I think it was your first year gone, right? So it was, yeah, it was December 31st, 2012, going into 2013. Gary Bell had a huge shot with like 30 seconds to go. I was going to say Morrison's. Morrison's 
year that year when they went to UW and he won they beat UW so bad. Um I think Brandon Roy was on the squad. I'm sure he was. And it was it was it was Morrison's final year and he just just they just killed UW. It was that was I was gonna put that one in for third. There you go. You know what I forgot about just as we're doing this list? It was my senior year of high school, probably your junior season. The triple overtime win against Michigan State in Maui? That didn't make my list. It should have. I'm an idiot. Was that the finals? No, they lost in the finals, I believe. That I, was the semis, right? I, yeah, the semi. I think they lost to UConn in the finals. But I They think did. They, Rudy Gay was on that squad. Josh yeah. Boone. Well, they had played a triple overtime game like 17 hours earlier. So, you you know. And it was just shot for shot. Yeah, that was I just a fun remember. game. I remember it was shot for shot. That was a crazy game. Speaking of Michigan State and Maui, they just lost, nerds. Uh, uh, how about beating Baylor in Dallas? Ooh, that was with Perry Jones. The third was on that squad. Sure was. And you, do you remember how many points you had? I could not tell you. I remember this, my family came down. This is December 2011. And you guys had had some tough losses at this point at home to San Diego State. Well, San Diego State turned out to be great. So, in hindsight, it wasn't that bad of a loss. But th- I think you guys got beat by Kansas State leading up to this, too. Anyway, Baylor was undefeated at this point. And you're playing them in their own backyard in Dallas. And you come out with a 68-64 win. You turned in 17 points. Not a bad game, Bobby Sacre. It was it was a fun game. That was a fun game. That one, I would say, and Illinois in Illinois. That was a good win. Oh yeah, we went, we went into overtime. Or maybe double. I think we might have gone. No, it was in uh, at the United Center. I remember that one. That was yeah. That was my senior season. There was United Center. We played, and I think we went to double overtime. It, I. If I'm not too sure, I might, it might have been just single overtime, but I know we went into some extra extra periods. Free basketball. Free basketball. That's what you like to call it. There it is, starting five. I got beating Duke last year, North Carolina, 2006, 2005, OK State, combined with 2012, OK State at Stillwater, 2011 beating undefeated Baylor in Dallas, and 2007 beating UConn in Boston. Damn, you know what? I can't even remember all of them no. that I just put out. So. But someone, someone listening, will they'll, we'll put it down. Yeah, exactly. They were listening. They're paying attention. What's your, uh, what's your prediction for the tournament? I'm excited. I'm excited just to uh, have some competition that we can really fight, face and fight. And it's going to be really exciting this week. I, I just, it's, it's going to be cool to see some, some competitive games. And I'm just excited for us to go out and just. Open a can of whoop ass. And open a can of SoCo with the with the family. SoCo eggnog. Egg SoCo and egg. Hey, SoCo, we want a sponsorship. Holla at your boys. Yeah, you don't see a lot of SoCo sponsorships. I I'll tell you what, SoCo is one of those things I can't drink because I had too much of it when I was like 16. And now that and Bacardi Orange, the smell Ooh. makes me want to vomit. No, no, it's Captain Mo for me. Oh, really? I can drink some Captain Mo. Oh. From from I can just think about it the night I drank too much Captain Mo, and from then on I can't even that no not even was it in chance. college, high school. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, you learn. You got to live and learn, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 
advocating you should drink under the age, but you got to live and learn. Well, if you're in Canada, it's, 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 it's loose up there. Uh, Canadian, Captain, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping all the Zach fans that made the trip to Bahamas are drinking a lot of rum and a couple of nights. Mojito. That's what, if I was down there, I'm drinking mojitos. Mojito, bro? I'm not a mojito guy. I'm not, like a mint, mint? I'm, I'm not a mint guy. You know what well, I mean? I get it, but it's, it's so, like, refreshing. Okay. You drink, um, your, you drink your mojitos, I'll drink Cap Mo straight out the bottle with my leg up. Oh, yeah. I got a name for you after that, too, buddy. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's just not appropriate. Okay. It's not appropriate. It's not <laughs> any appropriate. La- any last words before we wrap up episode three? Just enjoy the rest of the week. Have a positive mindset. Think about this. The windshield's always bigger than the rear view. So you're always focused on going forward. If you look in the rear view, you're going to crash going forward. So just focus on the what's going on in, ahead, and you're just going to kick ass and take names. So enjoy the rest of the week, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.